What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the not another wrestling podcast here are your hosts sean mcchesney and cj palmasano all right let's get to it episode number 16 we're back we're back and worse than ever (laughs) of the not another wrestling podcast sean mcchesney cj palmasano are your host happy new year everybody it's been a while merry christmas happy new year exactly happy boxing day yes we had the new year of course a lot of us in the house got sick cj i apologize but we are back work schedules got in the way work schedules got in the way but we are back we are here to really just hit on everything that's happened uh in the last couple of weeks we are gonna touch on uh heavy wwe a little bit later uh the change to the universal championship match in the Royal Rumble. It is now Brock Lesnar defending against Finn Balor. The new wrestling promotion, All Elite Wrestling. This is huge. Yes, we're going to start with that. Um, A lot of WWE we're going to talk about later. We're going to talk about the rumor mill around free agency, WWE, AEW, New Japan, all of it. We're going to talk all about that and more. We're going to discuss NXT TakeOver UK Blackpool. If I said that right, I don't know. I think Uh, you did. Too many words. Uh, But we are going to discuss the first ever NXT UK TakeOver. Uh, what a what show. Was, it was, from what I heard, it was a good show. I didn't get a chance to see the whole thing, but I did see a few of the highlights. Um, as you would expect, nothing less than fantastic um, mm-hmm. from all of them. You know, the debut of Walter. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on as well. Uh, we'll discuss a little bit of Wrestle Kingdom 13. Uh, of course, that ties into the Elite. As we, predi- as we predicted, they all lost at Wrestle Kingdom as mm-hmm. well as Final Battle. But, you know, we talked about that a little while ago. Yeah. But and then obviously with the fact that the elite had lost and we had already known this going into wrestle kingdom all elite wrestling is official it is going to happen uh it's going to debut obviously may 25th i believe at the mgm grand arena in las vegas which yes. for the record holds about seventeen thousand people so they ain't screwing around first time off mm-hmm. so cj i want to get your thoughts you know we both watched the press conference a couple weeks ago uh with cody and the young bucks debuting the promotion uh tony khan the owner of the jacksonville jaguars as Pres- well president the, of AEW, president of the company um as well as some of the debuts the big one obviously being chris jericho has signed an exclusive from what I've heard, long-term deal with three years. Wrestling. He oh, signed three a three-year deal. Exactly. And he said recently in an interview, uh, I can't remember the name of the source, but it was uh, this guy Chris something. He does. He interviews a lot of wrestlers, and he, he's interviewed Jericho a couple times. He said that financially, like the money-wise, it's probably the biggest money deal he's ever gotten from a company. Mm-hmm. And he said that he spoke to Vince McMahon, and that 
you know, there was no ill will. There was no anger. There was no hate. It's just, you know, from a business perspective, Vince understands you can't turn down that type of money. Mm. Well, they did take him out of the intro that leads into WWE programming, but regardless. <laughs> yeah, but Vince, per- regardless of how Vince feels personally, uh, business-wise, like he, like, he understands. And Jericho even says, you know, Vince McMahon is a friend. He's a mentor. Uh, you know... I could never truly hate him. I don't think he could ever truly, at least, at least on my end, there's no bad blood. Yeah, and there shouldn't be. I mean, you know, no. Jer- and even Jericho said in the press conference, he's like, this isn't about the money. I already got the money. This is about doing something new and something special. It's going to change the and, universe. And that's what all elite wrestling feels like, you know. And I remember uh, Alex Marvez, one of the hosts um, of the press conference, says, man, is it great to be a wrestling fan again? Mm-hmm. Like, And it is because, you know, all elite wrestling from even the night that they announced it on being the elite, the New Year's uh, Eve and New Year's Day, edition of being the elite which by the way i've been binge watching lately it's funny as all hell oh my god because uh, I, I never saw the early one so i decided to start watching from the beginning the beginning is just kind of like you know cody i'm sorry kenny and the bucks just kind of like vlogging and it's and then it it's okay and then, and then it starts to become really funny with the sketch comedy adding uh adam cole and then slowly transitioning marty skrull into the into the show Bring like cody into it it was so funny and even the most recent FTR. even the most recent episode of uh brit baker being the elite like, are you guys just gonna talk about how you kill my boyfriend adam, adam, <laughs> elite <laughs> yeah i didn't see the whole thing but i did see that beginning and i was dying i was like wow they don't even mention him anymore and then of course all yeah. the um kayfabe adam cole's dead exactly the elite. and then they watch his nxt debut they're like he's dead <laughs> but <laughs> you know, regardless of that, you know, and um, from my point to all this was, I actually forgot what I was talking about. The point was when they announced All Elite Wrestling and Double or Nothing, I'm being the elite. From first glance, CJ, normally, you know, you start up a wrestling promotion. It's like, okay, you know, this might be good, but whatever and all this stuff. But I'm telling you right now, the minute that they announced All Elite Wrestling was official, it was going to happen. Double or Nothing, they're running the MGM Grand Arena in Las Vegas. I gotta tell you, I was like, and it's it's not gonna happen right away because that would be ludicrous to think, but somewhere down the line, I think WWE really has to be considered with what's going on here. At the moment, yes, the WWE has really nothing to be concerned with themselves because you know they still are the biggest uh, company in wrestling. But down the line, yeah, like I mean, Tony Khan's net worth is somewhere between six point three and six point five billion dollars whereas Vince McMahon is make maybe only one or two billion right and that is you know because they've got money to spend I mean when you own uh, a football team and you and you run a football organization you've got money to spend and if the team gets better which is on and off but let's say the team has a successful season next year he's gonna make more money so yeah, they've had a couple of good seasons. Well, they were terrible this year. Last year they were really good. They made the AFC Championship. Yeah. This year they were god awful. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, Regar- I mean, regardless, their future is there. Regardless, still, no matter what, <laughs> if you run a football organization, you still need to have a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Whether your team is good or bad. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and, and it's one thing too. It's like, well, you know, they can only do so much by themselves, but they got money to spend. And not saying that you know they're going to spend all of it. They're saying you know, and of course they're like, well. Superstars are going to get paid differently, or I should say wrestlers are going to get paid differently, but a woman is not going to start out making less than a man that starts out. They're going to be paid equally, which I think is very huge for not only wrestling, but in life as we move forward. I think that's a huge thing. It's a very big thing for like equality Absolutely. In, in the world. Absolutely, and which they deserve. And I think if they're going to Co- be the first ones to start this, it's, it's a big thing. Cody and the Bucks made it clear that 
there is no certain guy or certain girl that we're going to make you cheer for. We're letting you decide who you want to be the guy or the girl that you want as, you know, the guy or the girl, whatever. Uh, just, it's like, there's no agenda. Like, you don't have to boo this person. Or you don't have to cheer this person. And we're not making you. It's up to you. Your voice is going to be heard. And that's very flattering. And that's touching on WWE pushing the people who they want you to like. You know, for instance, John Cena and Roman Reigns over the years. And making you boo the people who you want to like. Like people like um, like CM Punk or Becky Lynch for a short time in late, uh, the tail end of 2018. You know, um, Daniel Bryan for a short period of time when in the Wyatt family in 2014, you know, stuff like that, where that doesn't seem to be the case here. Yeah. And the other than just Jericho, which is the big mainstream uh, signing, but for hardcore wrestling fans, not only do we have Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and Hangman Page, but we've also got Pac. AKA Neville. Neville. Pac, Pac, I don't know. How you want to describe it, but Pac is how the American... You know who he is. You know who he is. He came out in his ring gear, because Hangman Page said, I don't know what the plans is that they want to do, but in 2019, I want to be the first AEW world champion. And Pac just came right up to him with his championship from Dragon Gate. He's like, a champion in 2019, huh? You, Hangman Page, you couldn't even lace my boots. It's a good impression. Thank you. <laughs> But, but that's basically how it went. But that's a huge match. These uh, Hangman Page, for as big as he is, can do some crazy uh, high-flying moves. I mean, the guy can... We've seen him do a running standing moonsault on the ring uh, on the ring apron, on the outside of the ring. The guy is a freak of nature as an athlete. And Pac, just, again, another guy who has made... In in the last 10, 15 years is like has one of the most innovative finishers I've ever seen, with uh, formerly the Red Arrow, now the Black Arrow. Yeah. So and then you got guys like Joey Janela who has signed with the company, uh, MJF, uh, two guys who we saw it all in. You also have uh, who else did they sign? Oh, SCU yep. to, to open the press conference. I was gonna say well, we're forgetting a big Chris, one. Christopher Daniels, basically Frankie Kazarian, the majority Scorpio of Sky. the whole elite is there. Yeah, I mean SCU isn't isn't technically in the elite faction, but as far as the being the elite guys very, who are always the elite on, guys, who are always say, on yeah. the show, yeah, they're signing. Right. There are some people who are notably out in that first video that was dropped on New Year's. Uh, Kenny Omega, Marty Skrull. Well, the Kenny Omega thing, they're not allowed to announce until the end of this month, but it's very likely he's going to sign on February 1st. Yes, it's very likely that he will sign with All Elite Wrestling right. at the end of this month. So for right. anyone speculating he'll be in the Rumble, shut up. Yeah, um, that that's another thing. Like A lot of reports were coming out with uh, Kenny Omega and his status that, you know, WWE were throwing a big money offer to him, promising him a run with the title. Um, other things like, you know, creative control, but those rumors were uh, debunked by uh, Meltzer saying... I was going to say, at that point, they're just getting desperate, which they're not. No, they're like, no one has creative control. No. No one has creative control anymore. Um, anyone remember WCW? <laughs> anyone remember early WWF when you gave Michaels and Bret Hart creative control? I thought only Bret Hart had it. Well, Bret didn't want to drop the title. That's why the whole screw job thing happened. Well, he said he had... Re okay, we're not getting into this now. Anyway. Uh, but any go old, on. Old news. The thing is... Very old news. Meltzer said that if WWE don't land Omega, it's not their fault. They did everything they possibly could. Oh, of course. And... 
They, it's up. They, they threw seven figures at the Bucks and Cody to come back, and they turned that down. They're doing everything to get these guys. It, it, of course, it's not their fault. They're doing everything in their power to try. Mm-hmm. And the one of the one thing Omega would want to go to WWE for is a WrestleMania match against AJ Styles. He said that's his biggest thing is that he wants a WrestleMania match with AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't do a WrestleMania match with AJ Styles if you don't go to WWE. But if that's the one thing he wants. Compared to everything else, I mean, there's a plethora of talent that he can face, you know, facing Brian or Finn Balor. <laughs> Even a match with him and Braun Strowman would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Drew well, McIntyre. I don't know if Kenny's really been reading the rumor mill, but it sounds like in about four months, AJ possibly could be out of WWE mm-hmm. and in AEW with him. That's another thing, too, is the speculation with AJ Styles and his contract with WWE. That he's not resigned yet. Honestly, if AJ doesn't resign with WWE, I won't be too upset because this is a guy who people thought would never go to WWE. And even if he did, he would just flop and he would fail. Be like, Mr. TNA is not going to WWE. And if he does, he's going to fail. He's not even going to go above a mid-card title. The guy has won the U.S. title twice. World title twice. World title twice. They've given him special moments like winning, being the first person to win the WWE title outside of the U.S., like, or outside of North America. I think it was the first one in the United Kingdom. Or at least in the United Kingdom, yes. That's what I mean. First in the United Kingdom, yes. So, when they, every time they've gone to the, do those European shows, there's never, been, there's never been a world title change. Also, it was the first world title change on SmackDown in, God, a, it, maybe seven years, maybe? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking back, maybe the Orton-Christian world title match. I think that was the last one before it was, that. It's been a very long time. Yeah. Plus, they gave him that victory that, with the house show in MSG I went to where he beat Kevin Owens for the U.S. title. Yep. He's had amazing matches with the likes of John Cena and Finn Balor. Beat John Cena clean at SummerSlam as a mm-hmm. heel. Yeah, he beat John Cena clean. He's had, I mean, Dream Fuse. I mean, the Nakamura thing kind of flopped up until Money in the Bank. The Money in the Bank match was great. It was their best one, but it was the last match. Yeah. I mean, he's had great matches with them. He's had great matches with Daniel Bryan. He's got great matches with Samoa Joe. He's had, like... Pound for uh, Roman Reigns, he's had great matches with Seth. Uh, no, he hasn't had a match with Seth Rollins <laughs> yet. Yet. But the thing is, he has done a whole lot in WWE. That if I'm AJ Styles, I'm thinking to myself, whatever contract I sign next is probably going to be my last. He's in, yep. his, he's in his early 40s. He's got kids, and he wants to be able to see his kids, you know, I mean, some of them are starting to grow up and get a little older. And he's got a little girl. He's got a little baby girl. Not so, like she's. I think she's like three. And she's young. She's young, and he wants to be there for her. He wants to be there for his wife and his chit for his kids. So, AJ could. Sure, he could resign with WWE, and <coughs> he could uh, be there for like another year or two. But he would want a limited schedule. Well, and and, and that's the thing, CJ. You bring that up. That's the reason that the contract negotiations have stalled and he really kind of just signed his way into WrestleMania and that's about it is because he wants that limited schedule that Vince won't give him. Vince, from what the last report I heard, wants, I believe, five years and a full schedule. Mm -hmm. He wants three years and a limited Randy Orton-type schedule. And AJ should for sure get that type of schedule. I mean, Orton's got it because, you know, he's there, but Orton is younger than AJ. Orton's only in his late 30s. Mm -hmm. 
And that's crazy to think of a guy like Randy Orton's been there for so long. He's been with the company since he was a teenager. Right. So he's been there since he was a kid, practically. And while maybe you're thinking to yourself, and a lot of people think this way too, well, you know, AJ maybe shouldn't take that for granted because Vince believes in him. Maybe that's why he wants him to sign that type of contract. You also got to go into the mind of the wrestler himself. You know, Randy and, the- and AJ are probably in two different phases of their lives. Yes, Randy is a little younger. Randy's also been with the company for the last, God, 17 years. Yeah. You know, AJ just got here. And I'm with you. The next contract. I mean, I got here, but as far as tenure with Orton, it's a hell of a lot less. Yeah, and you're right. I think the next contract, and maybe there's another one after that, but I don't think he would sign two more contracts with WWE. With AJ, really, he's going to go where his schedule is the best that it offers, and to me, that's going to be AEW. Now, plans could change in the next couple of months. Maybe he does resign for another year or two. Maybe him and Vince come to a negotiation, but the way things are playing right now, CJ, if I had to make a guess, I think he's jumping ship after Mania 35. It's possible. It's very possible. Another thing is... Depends how long Omega would sign with AEW. What if Omega signs a five-year contract with AEW and AJ signed a three-year contract with WWE? We're never going to see that match. Nope. And that's a dream match fans want to see. Ever since Kenny turned on him and and became the leader of the Bullet Club three years ago. Ever since the Elite was formed. Yes. The original Elite. But the thing is, if that happens, that's going to be like, you know, uh, a Taker and Sting situation where that was a match fans wanted to see for a long time and we never got to see it. Yep. Um, and we had the opportunity to see it too. I don't mind Omega and Styles not happening at a WrestleMania. I don't mind it happening. You just want it to happen, period. I, I, would, I just want it to happen, period. If it can happen on a big stage, you know, similar to... I mean, WrestleMania is WrestleMania. But if it could happen at, at, a, at a future all-in in AEW, that would be great. Because it happened at double or nothing. It's possible. But you also have to remember this. When WWE contracted uh, wrestlers are leave their contract or release of their contract, there's like a 90-day no-compete clause. Oh, right. You're right. So he couldn't go to AEW right away. Well, no, you're right. You're right. Because his last match, if it's at Mania, would be the beginning of April. That all-in is, be- is at the end of May. So you're probably right on that. But... You know, another thing is they haven't announced all their shows yet. They said they're holding off on announcing the TV deal. Now, it's not confirmed that they have one or not, but they said they didn't want that to be the big news, but they expect the TV deal to be announced very soon. So it's obvious they're going to be getting, you know, a weekly time slot. Shows are going to be announced as we go further. They've already announced the second one in Jacksonville, but no details have been discussed. Just said the majority of the proceeds will go to victims of gun violence. Right. Jericho also said this, that... He wouldn't have signed with AEW if, if there wasn't a plan. Yes, if there wasn't a, a, a TV deal. Which on makes the me table. believe that there is a very good TV deal on the table. Speculating, we're, if we're going like a few different networks, where do you think AEW would go? A few possibilities. I don't. Uh, I don't think it's going to go to Fox. No, 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 no. Fox would never take a chance on that. But the Paramount Network, aka the Spike TV Network, from years past, possibly. What about um, the network that ran the pre-show for All In? That was WGN America. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, maybe. Actually, I'd put that at the top of the list because they've already done business with them already. Mm-hmm. So actually, you know what, CJ? Now that I think about it, that's at the top of my list, WGN, um, which is a network ran out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I actually would put that at the top. If Actually, if I had to take a guess now, I think that's the TV deal. I would think so. I would it, think so. It makes the most sense. 
But if I had to name other networks, Paramount would be one. Yeah, let's go. Um, maybe TBS, I heard, was a rumor. Uh, mm. Very unlikely, but I heard of it as a rumor. But yeah, now that I think about it, WGN is up there. In fact, that might be the top one. I mean, it makes the most sense to me. Because they've done business already. They're like, hey, listen, we ran this pre-show for this pay-per-view. Everybody watched. What if we got a weekly time slot? Right? Imagine the ratings on that one. They already mm. love us. Right? And I don't think they're going to have to worry about ratings either. So. Not not too much, but again, you have to have, I mean, a guy like Chris Jericho there, that's somebody that can bring in ratings. Yep. Kenny Omega, I mean, as far as a hardcore fan's perspective, he'll bring it in. And then there are other speculations about CM Punk. Now, CM Punk, I highly doubt he will wrestle Anybody again. can give CM Punk a phone call. Well, there's been, apparently they've they've contacted him. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, um, the reports are that they've called CM Punk. I'm like, great, everybody's called CM Punk over the last six years. Anybody can do it. The one thing, though, I mean, again, I don't think Punk would go to AEW. I think Punk's just done with wrestling in, in general. I agree. But if he really wanted to stick it to WWE, because he, if he, he hates WWE as much as people think he hates WWE, as much as the fans think he hates WWE... This would be a great way to stick it to them. So do you think CM Punk hates WWE itself, or do you think he just despises professional wrestling? He said he just he just despises professional wrestling. But if again, if there was any chance of him coming back to wrestling... It would be for AEW. It would, it would be AEW. It would be this. I would agree. I would agree. Because I just, of, I don't see it. Because imagine if they had Jericho, Punk, Styles... And Omega. Oh, I think WWE would have to worry immediately. They would have to be very, very worried. Well, if you've been watching WWE programming a little bit lately, it's not that they're going back to the Attitude Era ways, but they're taking some shots at their, you know, at the way they used to do some things with these sketchy segments and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, with the whole Mandy Rose thing, and you saw what happened yeah. with Alexa Bliss on Monday night. Yeah. Um, they're going back to their old roots just a little bit to get people watching. The I think it's called the Hard Hitting Podcast. I don't know. It's something like that. There's too many reports, too many things. And... They don't have a better the, name than we that do. They were, <laughs> that they were... Uh, WWE is, is going to make things a little more, quote, sexy. Okay. That's literally what, what it says to try and put a little bit more of an edge... I don't know. I mean, I mean, whatever they're I don't, doing. I don't know what you could do with that Mandy Rose <laughs> segment. I mean, well, that's pretty much her, done. Her, with. her outfit was covering more than what her ring gear does. Yeah. So I don't know. But move, going back to AEW for a second, just just imagine this this kind of roster. Okay. Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. I'm watching already. A, AJ Styles, CM Punk, The Revival. Shinsuke Nakamura. Which we'll talk about in Shinsuke too. The Young Bucks. Dolph, the Young Bucks. Cody Rhodes. Dolph Ziggler. Di, uh, Ty Dillinger and Zack Ryder. Two guys who the fan... They, like, they've had a lot of fan popularity for years, but WWE just does nothing with them. Put it this way. I wouldn't touch Raw or SmackDown until I knew that they were putting on better TV. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's the bottom line. And, and I'm already on that point right now, and they're starting to get a little better, and it's Royal Rumble season, so of course you want to know what's going on. But, CJ, if we had that roster, and it's very likely that it's going to look something like that, you're watching And then everybody week. else who's on there, ne uh, Pac, MJF, Hangman Page, Joey Janela, SCU. SCU. Like, that's a pretty stacked roster to begin with. I think you're ready to start TV next week, <laughs> honestly. 
And obviously, the, their first debut is going to be double or nothing, which means they have the advantage here. They can stack up for one show. They don't have to worry about TV next Wednesday or Thursday night. All they have to worry about is getting ready for May 25th at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. What can they do from January 16th to May 25th? A lot. I mean, They've already done a lot. I mean, as far as match speculations, there are plenty of matches you could put on there. And let's not forget that they have a women's division, too, that they're trying Brit, to beef up, too. Britt Baker. Right. That's the only one at this moment. But And Brandy Rhodes. Well, Brandy Rhodes is going to wrestle, too, of course. But, again, you know, you we're talking about the men here. We haven't even gotten to the women yet. So if, they, if that's what they're doing with the men's division. I mean, imagine the women. I can't they, imagine they what they're going to put on that roster. You know, you can get people like Madison Rain. Who's been in the Who's been in the game for a very long time? And well known she, name. Well known name. You know, other people like Kazarian and Daniels in the Indies. They'll she'll bring eyes to the product. Another one that I know they're gonna try and get. I don't know about as far as contract goes and all these things, but she did drop the Knockouts Women's Championship. Tessa Blanchard. Oh, that would be a huge signing. If they got Tessa Blanchard, that division is around her. Yep. I, I mean, first AEW Women's Champion off the bat. I mean, again, I don't know what her whole contract is, but she just recently dropped the Knockouts Championship. Yeah. So it's possible that maybe her contract is ending and she's going to go to AEW. Well, I also heard a rumor that they are trying to partner with Impact Wrestling, which means she'd be involved in the product immediately if I've they also did heard, sign. There's also reports that there was a meeting that AEW was going to meet with Ring of Honor and New Japan officials to have a meeting Um so that, you know, Ring of Honor and New Japan talent can work together. Well, the latest I heard, they both declined, but New Japan is back in the game because they don't want to lose Kenny. That's the biggest reason why. That's the biggest, that's the latest I heard. Ring of Honor is out at this moment, but New Japan, those talks have started to renegotiate from what I heard. Nothing is confirmed yet. I've heard as of now the leader is Impact Wrestling, mm -hmm. but New Japan isn't out yet because they do not want to lose Kenny Omega. I mean, I feel like it's a I mean... Good on Ring of Honor thinking they have faith in their company, and you should have faith in your company and your guys and your girls. It's just, I don't know. I just think Ring of Honor is going to struggle for a little while. They will. And also, from what I've heard with all of these talk and rumors and partnerships, New Japan can only take one of them. That's mm. the, what I have heard from all of this. That's right, because of the whole Ring of Honor-New Japan partnership. Ring of Honor wouldn't allow it. So it's like, from what mm. I have heard, and it's the same thing with Ring of Honor. They can only partner with one promotion. Mm. So... It's going to be either New Japan stays with Ring of Honor, which would be good for both of them, or New Japan is going to go to it AEW. Would, it would benefit Ring of Honor more if New Japan stuck with them. Yeah. But New Japan so badly wants to keep using Kenny Omega. And there's also unfinished business in the story between Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. And that's a big match that people still want to see you know mm -hmm. they they broke up as the golden lovers and went on to do their own thing but there's never been that big blow-off match between Ibushi and Omega mm -hmm. they had one of the G1 uh, the G1 uh, G1 tournament where Cody Ibushi eventually went to the finals to face Hiroshi Tanahashi but there's still that story there and I think New Japan so desperately would want to further their story with Omega and Ibushi if that means working with AEW then they work with AEW and they're ultimately thinking what's best for the product right rather than what's best for a partnership and it would suck because those big Ring of Honor New Japan shows won't happen like anymore like War of the Worlds War of the Worlds and the Super Card of Honor stuff yep that's gonna suck you, honestly the Garden you could be looking at the last one that's right. That's possibly potentially could be the last Ring of Honor New Japan uh, 
partnership. Yep. That contrast, I mean, that partnership ending soon. That's the reason that they're all in negotiations right now with New Japan desperate. And that's the funniest thing, too, is they want to keep this guy so bad that they are willing to jump ship with a new promotion and work with them instead just to keep this one guy. And I don't think it's just about the one guy, but it is a good portion of that. That's the reason why. But that's the thing, is too, is that New Japan also sees it as this company has... A president whose net worth is six and a half billion dollars. Yep, and you and, and you, that's more eyes on the Western market and, for them. And New Japan's also thinking, okay, if we do this, Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. Guess who's on the card? Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be on the card. Possibly AJ Styles, Dolph Ziggler. They're all going to be on that Shinsuke Wrestle Kingdom Nakamura. card. Shinsuke Nakamura's return to Japan. Another guy who they the want revival. desperately. Right, Gallows and, and Anderson potentially. I think if New Japan were smart, they would sign that contract right now, honestly. Because if they're thinking in the future, Wrestle Kingdom 14, if we can have that roster on that card, mm. that could be the best Wrestle Kingdom to date. If that's the case, and I think Impact and Ring of Honor should partner up. Yeah. Because those two, I'm looking at it right now, I feel like Impact will be better off than Ring of Honor if Ring of Honor does nothing with another company. I think Ring of Honor and Impact should partner together. Yeah. Because that would be a good little thing. you got AEW partnering with New Japan. you also got Ring of Honor partnering <laughs> with Impact. But at the same time, I really just want to see AEW thrive on their own. I wouldn't. I just... <clears throat> I think they will thrive on their own. But it would be nice to see them partner up with somebody right away just to kind of get the momentum going. Yeah. And if the partnership didn't work and they only signed for you know two years and then New Japan was gone after that, I still think they'll be fine after that. Yeah. But... Again, really, it's all about, for them, let's make double or nothing happen. Let's make it big. Let's get a huge TV deal. You know, let's start getting these pay-per-views out. Let's help New Japan out a little bit. Let's get to Wrestle Kingdom next year uh, and see what happens. And, you know, we'll get... uh, I want to get back to AEW a little bit later so we really discuss these free agencies. Mm -hmm. Let's talk Wrestle Kingdom a little bit. Okay. Uh, Now that we we kind of brought that up. Wrestle Kingdom 13... um, Kota Ibushi, Will Ospreay, best match of the night. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kenny Omega's very unique entrance saying goodbye to New Japan almost, mm-hmm. having the Young Bucks out with him. Um, you know, what do you think about it? Chris Jericho and Naito as well. Another really good match. Their second match, I believe. Their second match? Second. Second match. Mm, uh, um, LIJ. This um, I'm gonna call it 2019 is gonna be the year Lij. They got all the gold that night. Yeah. They won the the junior tag team titles, the IWGP heavyweight tag titles. They Naito won the Intercontinental title back. This is gonna be huge. I like how they were discussing how Jericho attacked Naito from behind. And as they were doing that, Naito did the exact opposite. We'll call back from Dominion. Yep. And they were like, "Oh, now Naito attacks Jericho." It's like, "Oh wow, I didn't see that coming." <laughs> And for the record, by the way, Chris Jericho, best entrance theme of all time. Yeah. Hands down. I mean, it's Break the Walls Down is a great one, but... Judas I, is... All, that, but it, but that's the best Fozzie song. We, we, I was going to say, we've discussed that. That is the greatest Fozzie single they have ever released, ever. It's just a great... It's just a That album song. itself is very good. I actually did not listen to the album. Well, Drinking With Jesus is good. That song that's on it. Painless is pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Those are the only three I've heard. But Judas is an all-time classic. Well, then you can't say the album's good if you listen to three singles. Well, you know what? (laughs) Anyway. Coming from a musician here. I was going to say, best song of all time. We'll just leave it at that. Painless is good, though. I like Painless. Painless is very good. And so is Drinking With Jesus. Anyway. I I don't know why. But anyway, yes, good show. I definitely think now when it comes to these negotiations, what happens next with New Japan, but your quick thoughts though, what do you think happens with New Japan moving forward? I think New Japan would be perfectly fine because 
I've seen it since um, after Wrestle Kingdom 12 last year that they have been wanting to push Jay White to that Kenny Omega level. Uh, because look at where Omega Omega was a junior when he attacked AJ and then he moved to the heavyweight division and after the couple of years Kenny Omega is arguably the best wrestler in the world right finally got over the, the hurdle of beating um, Okada. Okada in the two out of three falls match a 70 minute match at Dominion last year my favorite match of 2018 it was a phenomenal match uh, and, but you know like you were saying you know he's a junior to get to that point two years later to become the IWGP heavyweight champion I've, I've seen it since then that they're like because New Japan realizes there are certain guys they know they're not going to keep forever excuse me that they know how good Kenny Omega is and that before AEW they knew someday he'd probably leave the company to go, which originally thinking to go to WWE because it happened to Nakamura it happened with Gallows and Anderson happened with AJ and it happened with AJ all at the same time so they so desperately want to they know the value of Kenny Omega, so they know they still want to use him as long as they can. But you also have to build for a guy like Jay White to eventually become that in um, in New Japan. And with Jay White now being the leader of Bullet Club, I, I really see like the OG Bullet Club coming back with the Prince Devitt days. I mean... Full-on heels. F- Full-on heels, you know, just being... Just doing that, like, because that's what Bullet Club was. That's what they were when they were Prince he- David, AJ. Mm-hmm. The, it was really when AJ got kicked out, we kind of started seeing the change. We saw the change, and eventually... Kenny and the Young's Bucks eventually went face. Over time, yeah. But that, that and, night was really where we saw it changing. It was. But now I think they're bringing it back, and that's a good thing, because Bullet Club needs to be that. It needs to be that and giving him giving Jay White a win over Okada arguably another one arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world probably one of the biggest upsets may, of the year yeah and maybe the maybe the best wrestler in New Japan yeah it's incredible that they gave him the rub they gave Switchblade Jay White that rub and he will go very far and so I, th- me- I, th- I think within maybe a year He'll be he'll win the heavyweight title. So I'm year, gonna, year so or two. with that being said, let me follow up with you with that. I'm going to ask you this: with that win over Okada, does Jay White win the G1 this year? Does he win the G1? That's a good question. Um, well, you also have to remember there's another guy who they're kind of pushing to the heavyweight status. And that's Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. Will Ospreay is now the uh, the never open weight champion, and New Japan kind of is a thing where they kind of push guys. And then they kind of take it back. Like, we we believe that you can be at this level, but you have to be humbled first. You have to, like, you know, pay uh, pay your dues in a way. Right. Because they did that with the Young Bucks. They gave them the the heavyweight tag titles, and then they dropped them the G.O.D. at, uh, the I think it was the, was that a Cow Palace? I think, yeah, it was the Cow Palace they did. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, the Golden Lovers versus Okada and Tomohiro Ishii. Um, so that was the thing. I believe that um, it's kind of the same thing with Will Ospreay because, again, with Omega leaving, you need a guy with po- who's very po- uh, in popularity to hold on to that division, or to be a big contender in that division, rather, because I feel like he's done everything he can in the junior division. He's a two-time IWGP junior heavyweight uh, champion, and he made history becoming the first British-born IWGP heavyweight champion mm-hmm. and the first British-born wrestler to win the best of the super juniors. Uh, tournament 
I know he's the first one. I'm pretty sure he's the first one to do the championship. No, I know he's the first to do the championship. I'm like 99% sure he's the first <laughs> British to win the the junior uh, junior uh, tournament. There are Best reports he's the first one. I, be- I believe he is. In broadcasting, that's how we save ourselves. <laughs> there are reports. Best three words ever. But anyway... Um, yeah, and Osprey, another one, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. One, of, what, personally, one of my favorite wrestlers, and he's like again, twenty four, twenty five. He's a freak of nature, and the things he can do. Best ab- moment I saw when I believe it was Kota Ibushi hurricane did the hurricane run on him off the top rope, and he landed. And he on just his did a four fifty sp- yeah. flip, and just the the look on his face. He slowly turns around. He's just like, oh, I'm. And that screwed. was a big match hyped up for Wrestle Kingdom because ever right. since Will Osprey was a kid the story was Kota Ibushi was his hero and he always wanted to face him and then he got a big stage of Wrestle Kingdom and he beat him I mean I didn't think it was honestly you could have gone either way with Ibushi or or I think or I Os- picked Ibushi to win I, I couldn't I- remember I picked Ibushi maybe too. I picked Osprey I don't I can't no, you remember pick, you picked Ibushi I, we both we were different on a ton of matches I couldn't remember which one a few but I won you did win so that's really why that's, wh- that's why I wasn't sure if Osprey was going to win the title, but now he has, and I think eventually he'll drop it to somebody, and he'll, and I think maybe at Wrestle Kingdom next year, you get Tanahashi and Osprey. Maybe Osprey wins the the G One tournament. Maybe that's what I think. I would at least think that Osprey and Jay White are at least in that mix for that those final four spots. Maybe the final yeah. of the G One. Oh yeah, I I can see Jay White and Osprey in the final four. Be I can see Jay White and Osprey. Uh, Ibushi and Okada, maybe. I mean, depend. It depends how long they want Tanahashi to hold on to the title. Yeah. Tanahashi could hold on to the title for a, for a year. He could hold on to it until Dominion. Could hold on to it until next year's Wrestle Kingdom. Because I think this is this is Tanahashi's swan song. He's been with the company for a very long time. He's yeah. he's the he's ace. been the champion before. He's, he's the he's the Japanese John Cena. I've yeah. said that a bunch of times, but it, it really is true. Like Hiroshi Tanahashi is a mega star in Japan, so. I think this is going to be his last run with the company, his last run with the title, and then eventually he will eventually retire. Uh, guy's a legend. Yeah. So but, it, 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 they may give him a year-long reign, just maybe if you know if Wrestle Kingdom 14 were his last match, go in as the champion, drop the belt, leave the company. Sort of thing like Omega did, and I know Omega only had like a seven-month reign, but you get my point there. Still, he, he won a title. Yeah. That was, his, that was his goal in New Japan, was to win the title and really try to westernize New Japan and bring it to uh, a more uh, mainstream level in a way. Oh, he did. And he made have ended Wrestle Kingdom as the champion. Yeah, I feel like, and that's another thing, another reason why first non-Japanese wrestler to walk into the main event as the champion. Yes, and as the challenger, he did both of that, I believe. Yes, so first one, first Gaijin to win the tournament too. Yeah, so Omega is again, I believe he is, left is, his mark. He left his mark. He made history, arguably the best wrestler in the world, and I think he is. I think he is the best wrestler in the world. Yep. Um, so. I'm blanking here. <laughs> Why don't we actually? Because we, you know, we did, we touched on the free agency a little bit, but let's get heavy on it now. Because there are a few reports moving on uh, back to about spe- speculation of time. Who's going to go where? Who can go to AEW? I want to start with this. It broke just a few hours ago of Ringside News. The Revival have requested their releases from WWE. They're going to get them. They're going to get them. I I agree. I definitely think this is going to happen. I I think they're for sure going to get them because they can't just hold them down. 
it's not like they're why would the revival ask for their releases if they were in the top of the tag division or if they were the tag team champ or none of that they're not going to do that yeah they have done absolutely nothing of value with the revival since they got called up to the main roster I remember seeing this like a couple years ago with Wade Barrett when he asked for his release and eventually they gave it to him after like a month or two. Again, just because someone asked for the release doesn't mean they'll get it right away, but for sure they're going to get it. If, they, yeah. if you're somebody who they're not doing anything with in WWE, I mean, it, it's, there's no point to keep somebody if you're not even going to have any creative plans for them. Also not to mention, too, if they're asking for the release, it means they don't want to be there. Why would you hold somebody down if they don't want to be there and if give them your best? If they're not happy. Yeah, and they're not going to give you their best, and so that's, why keep them? And that's something that Vince McMahon has been a proponent of, too. If you're not happy here, you don't. Uh, if you want to leave, you're not happy here. I'm not going to force you to stay. Yeah, he's done that before. But he has also forced people to stay. <laughs> Owen Hart, um, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but more For certain certain the majority cases. Of that, certain yes, cases, Vince will likely over time grant somebody their release. Yes. I mean, that's the and that's the big dream match, the revival versus the Young Bucks. I remember a while ago we were talking about this, about how the Revival and the Young Bucks on their Twitter pages were saying, one day we'll wrestle the Young Bucks and everyone will rejoice, remember this tweet, and vice versa, one day we'll, re we'll wrestle the Revival, remember yep. this tweet, and everyone will rejoice, whatever they said. You and know? blank the Revival. <laughs> FTR. Yes. That was on their trunks. Yeah. On Raw uh, last week. And the Revival are the big ones that are speculated to go to AEW. AJ Styles potentially go to AEW. You mentioned Dolph Ziggler before. Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura. I think he's going. Oh my God, he, he has to go. I mean, the amount of hype in this guy when he signed three years ago, you know, being having that incredible match with Sami Zayn. I was, I was going to bring that up. The, the, you know, forget the match for a minute. The hype to the match. It was Sami Zayn's last match in NXT. The debut of Shinsuke Nakamura. That was the match... Everyone was looking forward to see. It was the best match. And that match was at the that, NXT title match. That was the best match of the weekend. Yeah. WrestleMania weekend. I was gonna. Yeah. I was even gonna bring that up too. You know, forget WrestleMania. That was the best match that weekend. That was the one WrestleMania, when uh, like when I'm watching like year to year and watching WrestleManias. That was the one where I purposely did not watch it because I knew how terrible it was gonna be. I watched I, it. We had I, alcohol, so we watched it. <laughs> I watched uh, Takeover. And I didn't watch Mania. Yeah. I didn't watch it. I rewatched it. Um, everything that I missed. <coughs> but you were like, I didn't need to see it. I yeah, I didn't need to see this. It was it was a god awful WrestleMania. Oh no, you're right. And that's good parts, and, but terrible overall. And that's the thing with Nakamura. He had a great run with the NXT in NXT, having great matches with Samoa Joe, having a great TV match with Finn Balor. Finn Balor's last match on NXT television was on TV. Was on TV. Um, he even had a good feud with Bobby Roode. Yeah, and with Bobby Roode, I mean, I mean, they weren't like amazing matches, but no, it was but a, they were good. But it was a great feud. That's the thing. The hype Nakamura had, being the arguably like the guy in New Japan, the King of Strong Style. When he hits you, he hits you hard, man. Those kicks, those strikes. Like ask what a, Samoa Joe how hard he hits. Ask AJ Styles how hard he hits. The AJ Styles from Wrestle Kingdom Ten. Yeah, that is probably. It might be my... It's up there with one of my favorite matches ever. One of my favorite New Japan matches. Nakamura... Well, I was talking about Joe because he actually broke his jaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joe broke his jaw at Brooklyn, too. Yeah. The thing was... And then when he came to the main roster, like, 
you, he comes up and like just that debut the night after Mania 33, the charisma, the entrance, like the guy just made an entrance on SmackDown, and then that's all you saw, and people were captivated by it. Yep. I get the whole thing where they didn't want to have him wrestle up until Backlash, but it was a very lackluster match with him and Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Things which did- had the potential to be very good. Yeah, it did, considering how good these guys are, and then. Over time, you know, he had a great match with John Cena on TV. And he had a great match with Randy Orton on TV. And slowly, surely, you know, he starts getting built up. He finally wins the Royal Rumble. Well, let's not forget that he was able to challenge Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship. That's where things went south for Nakamura. Oh, when he lost that feud. When he lost that feud. Because he he can't beat Jinder Mahal, really? And then well, that's where we thought things started going wrong with Oscar this year, which he couldn't beat Carmella. Mm-hmm. And Same then, thing. But again, then you have the Royal Rumble, like you said. Nakamura won the Royal Rumble. They gave us back the Royal Rumble. It was one of the best Rumble pay-per-views in years. Yeah. And he wins the Rumble. He immediately says, I want AJ Styles. Challenges AJ Styles at WrestleMania. This is a match that people have been dreaming of for years and years and years. I said, like, you know, if they're going to give us Lesnar and Reigns, you got to give us Nakamura and Styles. Yep. They did that. And, and it WWE, sucked. And WWE recognized, too, that it, it wasn't the first time he saw it, but in WWE, it'd be the first time. First time in WWE, we're going to see this match. Yes. I mean, the presentation of the entrance is like, Nakamura's entrance was amazing. Yeah. But at that point, again, this is another thing with WrestleMania being way too long the crowd was tired and I don't and I don't know what it is with Nakamura and Styles and that's another thing people say Nakamura has uh, you know a, a difficulties adjusting to the WWE main roster and I remember watching the match and then the moment I'm like oh he's turning heel he's turning just low blow him just low blow him oh, and there you go of course. he hits the low blow Nakamura turns heel I'm like okay this match may have not been what I expected but the but, feud can but get the better. feud can get better this is going to be really good and then I believe their first match uh, after that was at the, the Great Royal Rumble and ended in a double count out yeah okay then it was at Backlash the last were, man standing the, uh, well last man standing was money oh, in the no, bank. no no I'm sorry at they back, both got counted out they back, both they, couldn't get up yeah, yeah. The worst wrestling show I have ever been to. Oh, you went to that. That's to right. To Backlash. Yes. I <laughs> hated that show with a fiery burning passion. It started off hot with Miz and Ziggler. I'm sorry, Miz and Rollins for the IC title. I'm like, this is going to be a great show. What an opener. And it was just all downhill from there. Yeah. Like, they both kicked themselves in the crotch. I think it was an ODQ match, though, I do think. No, it was a... It's it a was, regular match? It was just a... Well... Maybe a bit of, might have been a no I DQ. I think it was no DQ, and it, because they both low blowed each other in front of the ref. Yes, that's why. Because there was a no DQ match, but they still both got counted. But they out. still got both got counted. I'm like, this is so dumb. And then it finally took the last man standing match. I'm like, Nakamura has to win yeah. this. If he doesn't win, that's four straight losses. Well, three losses to Styles. Like, he, four times he had a chance for the WWE title, and he loses. Look how bad he looks. Yep. And then they give him the U.S. titles. Like, okay, well, you know, we, we give you a mid-card title because we kind of have... Oh, well, that was good. And then they... I mean, and then they they have... And then it's an it's amazing how they ruin a dream match of Shinsuke Nakamura and Jeff Hardy. Those two have so much similarities. Like, like uh, Nakamura potentially being like the Jeff Hardy of New Japan. And Jeff Hardy of the vice versa. And I can't believe, like, SummerSlam, like, I think we said this in the predictions in that episode, that this fe- this is, like, a big match, but it doesn't feel important. Yeah. They gave him the U.S. title, and then they did nothing with him for four months. Yeah. 
Nakamura has to go to AEW. And that was a bit of a tangent of who else we're thinking was going to go to AEW. You had to get that out. It's okay. For, for me, we understand. I love Nakamura. He's one of my favorite wrestlers, and he for sure should go to AEW. Going on, uh, Gallows and Anderson. Other, oh, that'd be great. Another another team who would be great in AEW. Carl Anderson, another guy who was said at one point to be one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he said he's, th- he's shown like a third of what he can do in the ring. Yep. Um, Dolph Ziggler, I think we mentioned him. Yeah. And then guys like Zack Ryder and Ty Dillinger, who are on like way low uh, of who would be perfect the card because they'd be a well Dillinger would be a perfect 10 <laughs> get out uh, <laughs> like because at one point th- those two were vastly popular they were huge major popular stars to the fans that they botched like at one point and Cody tweeted this to Zack Ryder saying like oh hopefully I can get on the last Raw before the new year and he says let me uh, remind you of something that in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, in the main event, when the world's biggest star in The Rock was in the ring, they were chanting, We want Ryder. He's like, Remember, yeah. remember that. Yep. I remember that. Survivor Series 2011. 2011, when you have The Rock in the main event and they're chanting for Zack Ryder. That's yep. incredible. At one point, how popular Zack Ryder was. So. The funny part is about that, and I didn't mean to cut you off, no, they never ahead. forgot him either, because you remember years down the line after that Mania 32, he won the IC title. Mm-hmm. Might have got the biggest pop of the night when he won the IC title. It was a shocker. Yeah. Biggest shock of the night. But they were chanting, you deserve it, you deserve it, and you look at all the stuff backstage, Stone Cold came up to him, he said, you earned this years ago, and you finally got it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like people haven't forgotten Zack Ryder, it's just... Like you said, he's been botched so badly, he needs to go somewhere else. And AEW, I think, is perfect for him. I mean, him and Cody are very close friends. And, you know, I'm not saying that Co- uh, Cody's going to give him, like, a huge push and win the world title or anything. But the He'll ver- be used on the roster. But at the very least, he'll be properly used and properly booked. There's a mid-card title. He'll probably have some runs with that. That's exactly Whatever it. that might be. That's exactly it. So, just the potential of the names we just mentioned... And the people who have already been confirmed to sign. It's amazing what AEW can accomplish. And they have the money to back it up. Exactly. They have the money. It was very nice to also see Pyro in the, <laughs> in the press conference. It was very nice. It's a just just that alone. When I saw like a, a test video from like Cody's Twitter uh, the day of the of the press conference, they were testing the Pyro. I'm like, that's it. Wrestling's back. Pyro's back. There's no doubt in my mind, though, that when I saw the pyro over the football field, I said there's no doubt they're running an event on that football field. There's no doubt in my mind. Mm -hmm. Eventually, down the line, they're going to run an event on that field. There's no doubt. That's that's very good, actually. And I wouldn't be surprised if they sold it out either. Here's something I just literally just thought of. Potentially, how well AEW does over the years, do you think All In could be a rival competitor show to WrestleMania, similar to Starcade. Down the line, yes. I'm not saying anytime soon. No, not soon, but I think if we really decided... If I'm Cody Rhodes and you're Tony Khan, let's discuss this, okay? So we had All In in September of last year. Now we're having Double or Nothing. Then maybe if we want to keep the name All In and do a Mania sort of thing, like All In 2, All In 3, All Mm. In 4, All In 5, and we start promoting that as our WrestleMania years down the line, yes, I think it does compete with WrestleMania. Yes. 
If, if you have this roster going in, it stays this way. You give wrestling, you give the fans wrestling back. And then right? eventually other people who could potentially join because I just thought of a few more people who could go to WWE. Um, you know, people like, girls like the Riot Squad, like yeah. the Iconics, like, um, I don't know, Ember Moon. I mean, she's in a kind of a good spot, but eventually you never know who could jump, jump ship. And then you got a lot of other great girls on the, on the indies. Another girl like Jordan Grace. She's like 22, 23 years old. She calls herself Thick Mama Pump. Yeah. Well, actually, now that we're talking about releases, I just heard of a report a few days ago, and I completely forgot, but I want to bring this up. Normally, at the day after WrestleMania is when WWE hands out some of their releases. They're not doing that this year. I read that, too. Yep, they are not doing that this year, and that's speculation because of what all Elite is trying to do. Mm -hmm. So, smart on Vince's part, I guess, to keep some of these stars that... Smart for him, but also selfish. Selfish, too. You're going to hold back these talent who you're not going to... Actually, maybe not even smart, because like you are just about to say, they're not even going to be used. They're not going to be used. It's, It's just selfish. I mean, again, we mentioned this with the Revival earlier. Why are you going to keep people? Why are you going to sign people just to have them so nobody else can have them? Yeah. That's being greedy. That's being greedy, and it's bringing down talent who are unhappy in the company, who thrive for something better, and they're do- they're with a company with, with what they love to do, and they can't even do it. It's also a guy that knows two, three years down the line he's in trouble, and he doesn't know how to stop it. Well, he, that's also that's a that's a desperate man. That's what that is. He can't stop contracts. He can't stop contracts expiring. Oh, you're right. And if a contract expires, and if a talent wants to leave the company, he can't he can't force them to but stay. But if but if let's say he was planning to release Zack Ryder the day after WrestleMania, and his contract is up at the end of next year, and he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't have to do it. I think the thing is, is that even a guy because a guy like Ryder's been there for so long that I think he does value Ryder. For to a certain degree, that he does value him as a good hand to try and get people over if they're when they're trying to, because you've seen over the years they've used Zack Ryder to get somebody else over. Oh yeah, and eventually that person goes on to bigger and better things. The Miz after the night after Mania Thirty Two. You, rem- you honestly, I think, I think you, that that was that was Miz finally. Yeah. In the fans' eyes, finally doing great work. I could honestly say from the summer actually no I should say early twenty twelve. To WrestleMania 32, The Miz is probably mediocre at best. Some good storylines, but never could really reach the top. The night after Mania 32, where he beat Zack Ryder for the IC title, skyrocket. And he's been up there ever since. He's one of the top stars in the company. Yep. Not crazy about his face turn, but that's another story for another day. I don't think this is technically a face turn. Do you think this is him just trying to lure Shane in? I don't know, but it's leading towards a Shane McMahon Miz match at Mania. It's, it, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be Shane and Miz, and, and Miz deserves better. As long as Shane jumps off the top of the air conditioning vent we call MetLife Stadium, then that's fine. <laughs> um, I, I think we've discussed a lot about AEW and who yeah. can potentially go. I think since we mentioned that with Miz <laughs> and Shane, we should move on to WWE and, and talk about SmackDown a little bit. Yeah, so SmackDown uh, over the last couple of weeks has been interesting. Um, obviously... You know, you have the whole Becky Lynch Oscar match it is officially going to happen at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I'm a believer that Becky Lynch will still be in that Royal Rumble match regardless and probably win it. Um, I think Charlotte's going to win it. Either way, I still think the triple threat's going to happen. The other one's going to find their way in. Yeah, that's what I think. So, okay, we spoiled our Royal Rumble prediction. See you guys <laughs> next month. Um, <laughs> um, well, that's next week's episode, of course. But anyway, yes. so uh, a couple of interesting editions of SmackDown. Cena's been in and out of SmackDown as well. Um 
You know, you look at this whole Shane Miz storyline that's going on with the bar. They're going to face the bar at the Rumble for the tag titles. Um, trying to think what else is really happening. Oh, okay, AJ and Daniel Bryan are just beating the crap out of each other every single week on SmackDown now, mm. up until their match at the Rumble, uh, which I do expect to be a very good match. I do. I mean, it's Bryan and AJ Styles, two of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Their match at TLC was incredible, too. Bryan's heel turn, I know you love so much. Yes. <laughs> I know you love the new Daniel Bryan. I love Bryan. the new Daniel Bryan. Let me ask you this, actually, because we've been seeing a new AJ Styles, right? Can this possibly lead to an AJ heel turn once his rivalry with Daniel Bryan is over? I don't think so, because then SmackDown's going to be very heel-heavy. Yeah. AJ, I'm just very confused. AJ, Orton, Brian, Samoa Joe, Nakamura, that's five heels. Right. I'm just very, my point is I'm very confused on where this whole new AJ Styles thing is kind of going. He's showing those heel tendencies he showed back in 2016, where he's like, I should apologize to you, Vince, but I'm not going to. In fact, I'll do it again, sort of thing. Like, he's showing those kind of heel-like tactics again. But last night, If you're going up against Vince McMahon, you're not a heel. Yeah, I get it. But also, it's it was just kind of the way he was carrying himself but then last night he's throwing merch into the crowd and hot dogs and he's like don't be like Daniel Bryan sort of thing and then he's back in the fans eyes so maybe I'm just a little iffy on what could possibly happen after the Royal Rumble I don't know um, you had a great way to get Becky and Asuka over uh, I mean at the, at the expense of the Iconics but it was a great segment to make them look good you had uh, another amazing match with Andrade Cien Almas. Oh my God, that was Rey awesome. Mysterio. Oh, I'm sorry, not Andrade Cien Almas. Andrade, Jesus. I don't. I, I, somebody uh, tell the commentators that. I don't understand what Vince's obsession is with changing the name of somebody. Antonio Cesaro, now just Cesaro. Alexander Rusev, now just Rusev. Adrian Neville, now just Neville. Elias Sampson, now just Elias. Granted, some of those are okay, but Elias An Andrade Cien Almas well, is such a badass name. Well, somebody better tell the commentators that because they kept calling him Cien Almas the whole night. So mm. somebody better tell them that. I don't know. Unless, unless the uh, in-ring announcer just screwed up. Unless they screwed up. Unless they just... Uh, that was a mistake in the production team. Honestly. Yeah, we'll know next week. Like, I hope they change this back because that, that that's just it's just a cool name. I've also it's heard... It's a cool name. I've also heard they have big plans for him at Mania. Either a ladder match or a U.S. title match were the last reports I heard. Hey, he, he's, he's incredible. And he should be built to that and I've said he's the answer to the Del Rio problem yeah he because Del Rio to me was just boring and but you already know that <laughs> but Andrade is tranquilo <laughs> Andrade is awesome he's incredible in the ring he's a great heel uh, was him and Zelina Vega are just pure it's just pure magic together the what's, stuff that they can what's do what's funny was I was at work last night and we had Smackdown on and I was kind of watching on and off with that match but every time I looked up something crazy happened again I mean a hurricane runner from the the bar not barricade the um, the the hardest part of the ring you know when they say oh my god powerbomb hardest part of the ring hardest part of the ring from the ring, a ring apron the ring apron hey, why ring am apron. I forgetting it too <laughs> the ring apron yes that's it I mean and then we've seen two Canadian destroyers within the past, in, within like a week. <coughs> I'm glad that we're getting to see real great TV matches on SmackDown. Yeah. And Raw should take notes. Yes. The things that they're doing with Mustafa Ali, I like a lot. Yeah. I like that Mustafa Ali is now a prominent uh, superstar wrestler on 
SmackDown Live. Pinned the WWE champion a few weeks ago. And it gives hopes to, hope to guys in 205 Live who could eventually move up and go to SmackDown or, yeah. or Raw. And you also uh, have, well, the NXT call-ups. I mean, they showed up on both Raw and SmackDown. Lacey Evans, EC3. I mean, I feel like it was better on SmackDown than it was on Raw. I mean, Otis Dozovich just seemed like a, a big horny guy after <laughs> after uh, Alexa Bliss muttering things. Ah, pretty lady. Like, <laughs> like uh, I mean, I love Otis, but that was not a good way to debut him. And no. they're saying how that the NXT call-ups have not been assigned or they have not chosen the brands they want to sign to. I feel yeah. like EC3 should go to SmackDown. He should, but him appearing on Raw is already not a good sign. Yeah, I don't know. It's, and the way they debuted him was like the Revival and Lucha House Party were having a tag match, and they were different people on the side were going, up, who should face Brock Lesnar now because Braun Strowman is no longer the number one contender. EC3 just kind of shows up, smiles, and leaves. I'm like, what, what was that? Yeah. What was that? Which, by the way, that's not because he destroyed Vince's limo, idiots. It's because he's not cleared yet. <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing. Which it? is unfortunate. But. Well, another thing I've read is that apparently Meltzer said that that was never the plan to begin with. Really? That they wanted, that they were going to go with Strowman, but they were never actually going to go with him because they feel like there's no plans to put the title on Strowman. Then he should so, go to AEW too. <laughs> I I actually say that Strowman should actually go to SmackDown after... Uh, That'd be the after, WWE after, champion? Yeah. I think if, Why not? Uh, I think if it's someone like Bryan or Orton who's the champion, then that'd be a good thing because... People still love Braun Strowman. CJ, we're going on year number three of him not being the world champion when he should have been. Or mm -hmm. maybe year two. But still, it's been too long. He should try something else. Go to SmackDown and be the WWE champion in five minutes. I would hope so. I would really hope so. Because he does, he can be a world champion. Because guess what? When Brock is off doing whatever Brock Lesnar does, he's helping carry Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. And when that was on the back of Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns, as it was, the guy next to them was Braun Strowman. Speaking of Monday Night Raw, uh, a few notable things that happened. Bobby Lashley's the IC champion. What are they going to do with Dean Ambrose now? I don't know. I, I really don't know. But we'll see what happens with Bobby Lashley. I, I said that I really like his heel turn. I really like that Leo Rush is his manager. And I like that, like, just don't have Lashley talk. Just have Leo Rush doing all the talking for him. Yeah. It's, it's a similar thing to Heyman and Lesnar, but Leo Rush... Is an actual wrestler. Yeah. Hey, Heyman, I'm just an advocate. I'm just an advocate. Like, uh, uh, and, and Leo Rush is great too. Like, you know, that's not, it's my man. No, you got your Lashley. La I think it's hilarious. Love where, great where, commentary. Where some people think it's annoying, I think it's hilarious with Leo Rush. By the way, did you see the video of the, uh, the, um, the false Kennedy where I see title match where Dean's yeah, about to be pinned Dean, he throws Dean, Renee's Dean phone. Dean threw Renee's phone to Michael Cole and my, and Cole gives a thumbs up to Renee. Somebody goes, Get Dean it. is a good husband. Be yeah. like Dean. <laughs> but um, so what what else we got? So Cena threw his mix in for the Universal title. Obviously lost. Drew McIntyre did. Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Finn Balor. The big thing was is that I can't that, wait for that. Is match. that Vince McMahon says that Finn Balor doesn't have enough beef? I don't believe in you. So, so spoiler alert, to the end of the night, Finn Balor's going to become the number one contender. He won a fatal four-way, got a huge endorsement from John Cena, pinned John Cena to win yep. the match. Um, I know some people are saying to have Demon Balor come out. It's not going to happen. Demon Balor's not going to... He's not going to come out because Vince wants to protect that character. Because... 
kayfabe yes it makes all the sense in the world to bring out the, the demon but at the same time it's the only way he could probably we, go one on one with Brock we, we also know that we know who books the shows and Vince is gonna book Brock to win and Brock's gonna probably not drop the title to Wrestlemania or is he he's not <laughs> another report I read today is that apparently Lesnar handpicked Balor Lesnar and Vince like, like, like he handpicked Balor to face him um, because they've seen they apparently they've seen how well uh, Lesnar worked with Styles and how well he worked so with Brock Brian. does pay attention yeah a little bit how well how well he worked with Brian and how well he worked with Finn well and that's it, what makes me so excited or for well this how match. how well hopefully he will work with well work that's with what Finn, makes rather. me excited for this match win or lose for Balor because of how well he worked with AJ and how well he worked with Brian that's a huge rub yeah and that makes win or lose it's big for him and I think that makes it cool because. As much as Brock doesn't want to show up, I think he, you know, enjoys working with the indie guys, you know. And yeah. that, and hey, Balor was was apparently supposed to face Lesnar last year for the title, and he, you know, they, apparently the reports were that like, Vince didn't think he was over enough, and they had the jokes with the O V E R and yeah. capital letters and right. Finn Balor forever, and then I I had the the Balor Club forever shirt. I have it like said so the O V E R is red. <laughs> I love that shirt. Um, but yeah, this is a big, big uh, opportunity for Finn Balor. You said like this this stadium holds like what sixty thousand people? Uh, it holds, I'd say, about fifty thousand baseball stadium, and then you add everyone that obviously will be on the floor, oh, entrance right. ramp, of course, whatever. My estimate is probably gonna be sixty five, seventy thousand people. That's crazy. I could be wrong, but my expectations is they're gonna fill the floor. Obviously, they're gonna yeah, fill the, you gotta the fill the, field. you gotta fill the floor, so you gotta probably add another like. You know, maybe five, ten thousand seats. I'm gonna say sixty, sixty-five thousand. That's a good estimate. I I would say just a little bit more than the Alamo Dome held. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, 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 this is Ballard was one of those guys who I speculated to go to AEW, but now that he's getting this rub, I don't know. He might stick around. He might because you know what? He might be one of those guys later. You know, let's say. You know, Seth is the guy to beat Brock, and I do believe that is the case at this moment. Mm-hmm. You couldn't maybe have that Seth-Finn match, or maybe, and again, I talked to you about this off mic, unlikely, of course, but if Finn were to beat Brock, because right now, obviously the plan right now is for Brock to face Seth, but I've heard other things like Lashley and all that stuff down the line. Um, maybe you have the Finn and Seth match at Mania. Again, very unlikely, but I do think that at least come after Mania, I think... Finn Balor is going to have a chance and possibly win the Universal Championship. Down, I think this year, Finn Balor will be a world champion. I hope so. I, I don't know when, but some point this year, he will be a world champion on Raw. That's my belief. Let's hope he does. Because also, Finn, You're over. Finn is a lot younger than, than uh, AJ, too. So maybe down the line, if it, how well AEW does, Finn could probably be like, well, I've done my time in WWE. My friends are in that promotion, so why don't I go over there? Maybe down the line, he can do that. But right now, he's getting a big rub, and he's getting a match with Lesnar for the Universal Championship, which I'm very excited for. In front of a huge crowd. A huge, huge crowd. One other thing to talk about with WWE, which I actually wanted to do this first, but... We got sidetracked. Got a little sidetracked. It was a good transition. But anyway, uh, the NXT UK takeover. Yeah. First one in the United Kingdom, obviously. Or the first NXT UK takeover. Because yes, they had to the take over X- London two years NXT ago. The NXT UK brand. Yes. And in the Royal Albert Hall. Yep. And which I believe was the same place that held the United Kingdom tournament the yes, first it, time. Yes, it did. Yes. Yes. So as... Vic, Vic Joseph and uh, Nigel McGuinness on commentary. Yep. Great so, job from those guys. And as you and I predicted, nothing short of fantastic. 
absolutely incredible. You mentioned, and I want you to lead this too because I know you you basically watched more than I did. But like mm -hmm. you mentioned, the tag match, which I got to see some highlights, phenomenal. Tag match was it was that and uh, it was that and uh, Pete Dunne and uh, Joe Coffey. Those are my favorite. Tony matches. Storm winning the women's title. Tony, another great one. Tony Storm's match was was incredible. Rhea, which is, Rhea Ripley is right. another great. I think she's just a fantastic. Which is very heel. nice that WWE isn't tearing her down with the whole social media allegations. Because shit. they shouldn't. They Excuse my language. They they really shouldn't. Um, that because uh, Tony Storm's great. She's, yeah. She's. I think she's like 22 years old. And how good she is now. It. She is going to be a big player in the NXT UK brand. Right. Um, I'm just trying to pull up the rest of the. And we match mentioned before, Walter here. debuted as well. Walter debuted. I after said, match. I said off mic. I do think, and you know, Pete Dunne's been the UK champion for I believe over 600 days. I think this is the mm. first real threat to the championship now than we've ever seen. Yeah, because what if they do another one before Mania and then Pete Dunne drops the the. Uh, UK title to Walter and then Pete Dunn gets called up after Mania he could because I'm looking at the uh, current like the results you had Zach Gibson uh, Liverpool's number one I believe <laughs> is what he calls him is that right yeah uh, James Drake are the are the inaugural NXT UK champions beating Mustache Mountain which you and I thought that Mustache Mountain would win yeah I ones. mean you figured because they dropped the regular NXT tag belts so quickly yeah but still, uh, regardless of what they're going to do with Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bates going to be, um, to quote Edge from the ENC pot of awesomeness, Tyler Bates is effing great. And that's not exactly a quote, but I had to say it. Yeah. <laughs> and I laughed when I heard him say it. Like, Tyler Bates is, the guy's like 20, I got another one, he's like 23 years old. Yep. He won the, the UK He won the UK tournament at 19, 19. The youngest champion in WWE's history. Yep. The next match was supposed, to, was supposed to be Travis Bank and Jordan Devlin, aka Twin Balor, but Twin Balor. But he uh, he attacked uh, Travis Banks before when they entered the arena, and he attacked Travis Banks before the match too. So Johnny Saint, the GM of uh, NXT, said we have and, a backup plan. And his and his uh, assistant, who I can't remember his name, said we figured you'd do something like this, Devlin. So we have a backup plan. And they brought out Finn Balor. And Finn Balor came out. That was a huge shock. This is Balor's first takeover match he's had since... Uh, June of 2016, NXT TakeOver the end against Samoa against Joe. Against Samoa Joe, and what a match it was. I mean, these two trained together. Devlin uh, was trained by Balor. Uh, they're uh, real-life close friends, and it was a great match. And it was a great way to get the UK brand over to bring somebody like Finn Balor, who's been on the main roster for... About two and a half years and if, back. And if you're also a casual fan, uh, like a casual wrestling fan, and you don't really follow NXT at all, or you don't really follow NXT UK, you see that on social media, you're like, wait, Finn Balor's there? And you turn, you go on the network yep. and turn it on. Or at least you go, oh, wait, I got to see that. Well, I can't watch it right now. But when I get home, I got to pull that and up. And that's I probably watch why that Triple H was like, I need you at NXT UK TakeOver. That's probably. Like this weekend. That's definitely why. He's like, I need you there. Dave Massive and Eddie Dennis in a no disqualification match. Great, great match. Dave Mas uh, Mastiff, ra rather. He's a big dude. Big, big dude. Like the size of Otis Dozovich. Oh, God. Another great guy. Uh, and Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley. Uh, Tony Storm is the new NXT UK Women's Champion. Uh, despite all the controversy that happened with her. Which I'm glad, again, they're not letting her I'm, get I, torn down for that. Same. 
what a match. Tony Storm is she's going to be a huge, huge player yeah. in the women's division. I mean, she won the Megan Classic. Now she's the NXT UK Women's Champion. Uh, and Rhea Ripley is such a great. Rhea Ripley is the female Pete Dunne. Yeah. A lot of people have been saying that. And she goes like, oh, really? I don't see it. Yeah. Like, well, you two look like you could be brother and sister. Oh, God. I, like, they, they do. They look like they could be related. No, you're right. And and I That's saw, why I laughed. I saw a picture of them at the, now the NXT UK Performance Center. Which is a big deal Another as well. big deal. They were holding the championships together, and the picture of them together, I'm like, yeah, they look like brother and sister. Maybe they are, and they're just trying to hide it. I don't think so. Pete nah, Dunn's from me. <laughs> anyway, so they had, uh, and Triple H was saying how this is, this is going to have the same uh, opportunities as they do in Orlando, you know, being able to learn from guys like Shawn Michaels and Matt Bloom. Yeah. And then you got, but we'll touch on that in a second, like Pete Dunn also defeated Joe Coffey for the United Kingdom Championship, and which arguably with the, with the tag match, best two matches of the night. Yeah, definitely. Best two matches of the night. And after all was said and done, who else but Walter, who was reported a while ago to have signed a WWE contract with the company, comes out and pretty much says to Pete Dunne, I'm next. I want that title. Yeah. So what does this mean for NXT UK? You got a huge indie name like Walter. I mean, we've been seeing this for a few years now. Because Tyler Bate and Trent Seven and uh, Pete Dunne, uh, Mark Andrews, you know, Wolfgang and Travis Banks and now Walter. We've seen them work indie dates before and eventually and still work for the NXT brand and the UK NXT UK brand where I mean cuz we got you got Progress who's a partner company with with WWE cuz Tyler Bate and and Pete Dunne work shows there all the time. Tyler Bate and Walter had an amazing match recently at one of their uh shows uh late last year. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of it, but they did a Progress show in and Walter, for those who don't know, this guy is known for his chops. You think a Big Show chop is bad. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Watch a Walter match. Watch Walter versus Tyler Bate, for those of you who listen. And if you don't, oh, well. <laughs> but Still watch it. Walter uh, and Pete Dunne, probably the next NXT UK takeover. I, I truly believe that... <coughs> bless you. I truly believe that Pete Dunne is going to drop the title and he'll get moved up to Raw or SmackDown. Definitely. Which is yeah. interesting because I feel like we weren't really having these discussions of, you know, will Pete Dunne get called up after Mania this, 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 until Walter but, really showed up. But he's the but he's held the title for so oh, long. Oh, no, he's ready. Don't get me wrong. My, he's the longest reigning WWE champion of the modern era. My point is here, you know, until Walter really came out, I didn't really see anybody beating him for the championship. Now that I do... Whatever that next UK takeover is, I would assume would be not WrestleMania weekend, but probably a little before that. That's going to be it for Pete Dunne. I mean, this was two weeks before the Rumble. So you probably figure the middle so, of March. Maybe. If there's one. Maybe. Or like a few weeks before yeah. Mania. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if they want to put put a another takeover for the UK, uh, NXT UK brand within the same, like, week or two prior unless that's the plan that they're going to do moving forward before every takeover that they would do two weeks before in the uk possibly it's possible but who knows uh but this is a show that you definitely want to check out it's a good step forward for the nxt uk brand and um there's actually ryan satin actually put out a tweet because uh Pac and 
Walter are having a match somewhere in the UK, and he captioned it as AEW versus NXT UK. Oh my god, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned you know um, them working indie shows. You know, you look at Evolve as well. How many of the NXT guys have worked over there too? Johnny Gargano is going to be doing a couple uh, indie shows. Logic Strong did a few shows a few weeks ago. Uh, a few a month ago, or actually. a month ago, actually. Yeah, he uh, Gargano's doing one pretty uh, doing a. Uh, I think he's doing one this weekend, actually, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Adam Cole's going to be doing one in about a month. Which I think, by the way, speaking of Johnny Gargano, I think they're setting up him and Ricochet at Phoenix in a couple weeks. They are. That's confirmed. It is confirmed? Yes. It wasn't confirmed last time I saw it. It is confirmed. It's going to be uh, Gargano and Ricochet for the North American title. Also, uh, the Street Profits are the Evolved Tag Team Champions. Yeah. So, Evolve is another uh, indie promotion that's a partnership, has a partnership with WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... That's a good thing in a way, you know, because guys who work these companies who've been working like maybe Progress for a while or, or uh, Evolve for a while can be like, well, my, you know, now there's partnerships with WWE if they want to go there. Now I have a chance to go. Yeah. Um, so it's good. Plus also Gargano was a guy who was with Evolve for a very long time. Yeah. Made, cut his teeth there. Exactly. Only time will tell, but obviously, CJ, a lot of great things to look forward to. Royal Rumble just about a week and a half away, I would think. NXT TakeOver Phoenix. NXT TakeOver Phoenix about a week and a half away. You know, we're leading right into the road to WrestleMania. I'm sure new AEW news is going to be coming out soon. New Japan Ring of Honor as well. That'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. We- Next week, we'll have our predictions for the Royal Rumble and Phoenix as well. I believe so. We came, we gave you a lot today because we've been slacking a little bit a little bit but we gave plenty so if whoever those people hope we're caught up hope we're caught up so for all those people who we give those to as a time to kill and work uh commute drive to work or home or whatever sitting in traffic we gave you plenty of time to kill yes so if you get caught in that snowstorm this weekend for four hours whatever the hell that's gonna be hopefully we able to kill some time for you yeah exactly so for sean mcchesney and cj palmasano see you next week